and welcome to The Haunting Hour. My name is Ryan Brown, your co-host here at The Haunting Hour, and joined as always alongside my brother Tyler. Ty, jump on a ship, pack your bags, and bring the hand sanitizer. We're in for a creepy episode tonight. Where are we going? You gotta guess. Can I get more than jumping on a ship, hand sanitizer, and whatever else you just said that I completely did not listen to at all? We're going across the pond to a place that sells, or sells, invented delicious pizza. Okay, so we're going to head to Italy. Si, senor. We're going to talk about the Crusades in Italy and how religion has an impact on... Let me stop you right there. Culture. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Tonight, we were talking all about the most deadly pandemic to ever ravage the world and the place where they sent the majority of these people in Italy, and that is Povelia Island. So we're talking about the Black Plague. We were talking about the Black Plague, but more specifically, we're just talking about Povelia Island, located in Venice, Italy. And the Black Plague had a huge impact on this island yeah huge impact had a huge impact on all of europe and i'll get into the nitty-gritty as it were as we go on i just want to say that i miss our cold intros so much in the late 1800s there was you miss those (laughs) if you go back do you know how much heart and time and recording time it took to get that correct right and you know how hard it is to edit those things to put music in the background as well this was back when you i wasn't even a good editor this was (laughs) so this was back when you went into the like the basement and you grabbed chains and you recorded chains being uh pulled across the floor correct yes and that was for the inquisition episode episode two and it came out pretty good it came came out great (laughs) so here we go i'll tell you what we're gonna do because me and tyler Went to the bar last night and planned out our entire fall, what episodes we're planning on doing, um, and when we're going to release them. So let's do all month of October, we'll do our cold opens again, okay? Starting October 1st. Starting the first episode. That that week when we uh, release it, okay. I don't know if anybody misses them, but if you guys do, we'll we'll give you a little taste back at it again. I think they were a little too long, so let's just make it- Leave it like 50 seconds. Yeah, make it a little briefer. I'm fine with that. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but can you throw me a cold open for Povelia right now? Like a really short, give me like a three sentence thing for Povelia. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what they called improv. So we're going to straight, whose line is it anyway, this thing? <clears throat> An island off the coast of Venice, Italy that saw numerous deaths as well as mental asylums being <laughs> built there. <laughs> oh, it sounds like the worst <laughs> 1981 movie trailer of all time all right anyways other than uh talking about our cold opens ty are you getting excited for spooky season yes yesterday was sunday (laughs) (laughs) yes um and and this is a glass but yesterday was sunday and today is monday (laughs) um but yesterday the weather was after 7 p.m., it was a cool 61, maybe, with a breeze. And compared to what we have been dealing with the past two to three weeks up in this northeast corner, it was night and day, and it felt like fall. It really did. That makes me think of what's 40 degrees going to feel like when you have to wear a jacket. I know. I wore a jacket yesterday, and you know me. I never wear jackets. I never wear sleeves. Right, yeah. And I wore a jacket. I'm not wearing sleeves right now. But yes, no, last night was absolute mint weather. Um, you drop it another 10 degrees and I would be happy as a clam, as they say. And even more importantly, our favorite bar just put Shipyard Pumpkinhead on draft and I slammed three to four of those within an hour and 10 minutes last <laughs> night. Uh, if anybody follows us on Instagram, we posted a video of it. Uh, somebody who will name remain nameless came into our uh, DMs and it's like, relax, it's fun middle of august why the hell are you drinking those right now okay first of all who the f- said that <laughs> you know him you love him he was the person who actually gave us the idea for this episode oh uh, we should give him a shout out then <laughs> all right mr anthony raymond yeah anthony um so this is a great depiction of what happens if you slide into our dms we did not plan on doing povelia island i mean i think we we had the idea right but we didn't have it planned out 
100%. And then our, our buddy, our good friend Tony, says, hey, you guys should do Povelia Island. And boom. We're in it. We're in it to win it now. Um, how was the Shipyard Pumpkin Head, by the way? 9.6 out of 10. I'm excited to have my first one. I refuse to drink those before September 1st. I can't do it. I'm still drinking my uh, White Claws right now, the old uh, seltzers. It's hot out, man. I guess that's fair. It is very hot today, too. But guess what I'm going to be drinking later? A Shipyard Pumpkin Head. At least four. But all right, you guys ready to jump in? Yeah, it's just me. Or I should say, are you ready to set sail, even though it's not a huge trip from Venice onto the island known as Povelia? Isn't Povelia like less than a mile off of the coast? I'll get into it. Because Venice itself is... Is an island, or not an island, but there's water in, everywhere. It's the middle of a freaking lagoon. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculously cool to think about. Talk about a place I would love to visit. Mamma Mia. You get a uh, hot Italian chick, and then you go on one of the gondolas. I thought you were going to say, get a hot slice of pie. And then you get a hot slice of pie, and then you give her the gondola, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you can't use that <laughs> as a, a verb. <laughs> that's, a, that's whose line is it anyway? That's fair. Sexual induendos. Oh, so Romeo. <laughs> Valencio. I would hire you to wear a fake mustache and a beret to I, be the person who pushes the boat. I remember, and this was years ago, so I can talk about this. Um, I was, it was our good friend Tristan, myself, and then a chick that I was like, I didn't really know, but we were hanging out and Tristan was at the lake for some reason. Okay. And um, we went on... Our, our good buddy has a, like a rowboat. Oh, yeah. And Tristan was standing up like a, uh, I don't even know what they're called, the people who do it on the gondola. A gondola? I don't know. Captain? Um, I'm going to say a gondola captain. But he was doing that and we were sitting together in, at the front of like at the helm and he was like singing in Italian because he was hammered. <laughs> it was the funniest fucking thing. It wasn't funny then because she was not into that, oh, but it was sure very was funny the day after. Oh my God. Close your eyes. It's almost like we're in Venice. <laughs> and that's as close to Italy as <laughs> I've ever been. But okay, I think you guys have heard enough of our stupid banter anyways. Um, but we're jumping in here. We're going across the pond to Italy, and we're going to Povelia Island. Ty, what do you know about Povelia Island just off the top of your head? How much do you want me to give away of this thing? Uh, just give me a little spiel. In the 16th century. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> I'm kidding. It is an island off the coast of Italy that they utilized as a quarantine zone for people who did have or who had the symptoms of the bubonic plague. Also known as the, the Black, Black Death. The, oh, we should have done it at the same time. Let's try I again. thought you were gonna. Also known as We're the, the fangirls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways. The Black, Black Death. Island. Yes, the Black Death. Coolest name for any type of pandemic, in my opinion, or disease that would ravage certain areas of the world. Yeah, if COVID had a cooler name, this would be it, but mm. is it too soon? I think the coronavirus is kind of a cool name. Until the corona sales went down the drain because people thought there was a correlation. So, we're traveling to the city of Venice, Italy. The city of Venice is the capital and the administrative center of of the Veneto region in northeastern Italy. Also, disclaimer, I'm going to butcher numerous Italian words in this one. I apologize already. Um, so, Venice itself consists of 118 small islands linked by 400 bridges. Venice itself is located in a shallow lagoon between the Po and the Piave rivers, and it is known for its eye-catching architecture and ancient artwork. The old town of Venice is listed as a world heritage site, and the city was founded in the early 5th century by the Anquitilos, who were fleeing constant invasions from the barbarians. So the Venetian lagoon, the whole lagoon itself, houses 166 small islands. So Venice uh, is consists of 118, but the entire lagoon consists of 166 small islands. And this includes a small island directly south of the Piazza San Marco. And this island is known as Povelia. And Povelia Island itself is technically two islands in one because there is a channel that goes east to west that cuts this entire island in half. And the northern section of the island is much smaller and the southern section of the island is much larger. The entire area of the island is 17 acres and is connected from a small wooden bridge that goes over this channel. So it's a very small island. Correct. 
So this little tiny island was first mentioned in print in the early 5th century as a safe haven from invasions by Alaric the Goth and Attila the Hun. Ty, get your singing pipes on. <clears throat> Let's get down to business to, to defeat the Huns. Did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? You're the saddest bunch I've ever met, and you can bet before we're through. Mr. I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> but yes, Attila the Hun um, attacked this section of Italy. So when the uh, big pizza pie hits... What the <laughs> What's that Italian song? I'm stuck on songs right now. Like, uh, or when the something something pie, like a, no, no, the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's a more. <laughs> oh my God. We have to edit so much for this episode. When the big pizza pie hits. No, fuck. When the big bright moon <laughs> shines off the lagoon. That's a more. <laughs> Oh my god, we've only had one beer, I swear Oh, what is god. in this f***ing thing? Holy s***, that was Alright, let's dial it back. <laughs> let's figure this out. So this little island was first mentioned in print in the early 5th century as a safe haven from invasions from Alaric the Goth and Attila the Hun during the decline of the Roman Empire. So numerous and easily defensible islands within the lagoon became kind of military forces by themselves, because you could see people coming from miles away. Um, very easy to defend, and you were much safer there. So around 864 CE, the governor was killed, and 200 of his slaves fled to the island of Povelia and presumably led a quiet life. Um, and then during the Chigoan War, officials forced the residents of Povelia Island to move to a different island in the Venetian Lagoon. And then they built Povelia Island into this uh, octagonal fort and turned it into a safe haven to defend from these barbarians i was just going to ask why they didn't fortify it because so many islands even in the uh, u.s so many islands off the coast of like the eastern portion yep they became forts right so that's exactly what they did and it was very effective i'll add that as well but as venice then began to grow as the bustling capital that it is it became a major power Povelli became even more of an important defense location and then after this time, when these wars finally ended, the island actually remained vacant for a few centuries throughout 1100 and 1200. But then, as anybody knows who has studied history, the 1300s came around, 1300 to around 1500, and a new purpose emerged for the island, and it came to light very quickly and very, very importantly. The first major cases of the bubonic plague struck Italy in 1347 in Sicily and had spread to Venice by 1348. So this is why I said buckle up, grab the hand sanitizer. You're going to get a little bit dirty here, all right? So the bubonic plague. The bubonic plague is one of three types of plagues caused by bacterium. One to seven days after being exposed to this bacteria, flu-like symptoms develop. These symptoms include fever, headaches, and vomiting, as well as swollen and painful lymph nodes occurring in the area closest to where the bacteria has entered your skin. Now, Ty, what do those symptoms sound like? Very similar to uh, me Sunday morning. There you go. Also, I was going to say the coronavirus. So the bubonic plague has actually been very highly dissected compared to the coronavirus over recent months, because recently over the past five days the first case of the plague is in california right now shut the fuck up and the the bubonic plague yep somebody has it in cali it's not eradicated nope you just gotta take an antibiotic to help control it oh they just didn't have those back then correct and that's, that's why uh one third of the we're getting, uh, we'll get population died yep wow absolutely bananas also, with these symptoms, the swollen lymph nodes that you have, sometimes they would bubble up and they would come to like the surface of your skin and pop open. Disgusting if you look at pictures of it. So the bubonic plague itself is usually spread by infected fleas from small animals, those being rats mostly. And that's where it first came from, getting bit by a flea that, got, that contracted this disease from a rat. 
Ah, so the rat wasn't the vector. The flea was the vector, but the rats carried the fleas into people's homes. Correct, yeah. Or if somebody had a flea on them and then went into somebody's house and the flea jumped off and jumped onto somebody else. When was the last time you were bit by a flea? A flea? Yeah. I've never been bit by a flea in my life, I don't think. How was this such a big deal back then? Well, uh, I guess it was way dirtier, so yeah, there was... Hygiene wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> All they did was eat mutton and drink grog. Uh, what's wrong with that? That <laughs> nothing. has nothing to do with hygiene. There you go. That's how I live Tuesday through Thursday. And this disease could also have been a result from exposure of bodily fluids from dead plague-infected animals. So if you touched an animal that had the plague after it died, like if you got blood on you or saliva, then you could contract it that way. So the bubonic plague form... Um, is a bacteria that enters through the skin through the flea bite usually and then it travels via the lymphatic system to lymph nodes in your body causing them to swell and you have six of them in your body i believe you got two in your groin two in your armpit areas and then two in your throat when you got a sore throat you can totally feel them and you're like "Ooh, that's tough yeah it's the um it's pretty much the fighting force behind your immune system so, this Black Death, also known as the Bubonic Plague, became present in Italy between 1347 and 1348. Sicily and the Italian Peninsula was the first area, and then Catholic Western Europe, to be reached by the Bubonic Plague pandemic, which reached the region by an Italian ship which landed in Messina in Sicily in October 1347. So, symptoms of this disease include a fever between 100 and 106 degrees Fahrenheit, Headaches, painful aching joints, nausea, and vomiting. Um, and then you have a general feeling of lethargicness, so you're always tired. Left untreated of those that contract the bubonic plague, 80% die within eight days. How do they treat it if there was no cure? They didn't. So then everyone just dies. So If you get it, you're dead. Yep. So here we go. Because it's been so widely dissected over the past year because of the coronavirus i did a wee bit of math and i compared the coronavirus to the bubonic plague not to say that coronavirus is not a huge problem because it's a huge problem i'm not trying to say that about anything this is going to be so (laughs) controversial so covid today in europe specifically today the population of europe is 753 million people um in all those countries there has been at least 53,300,000 reported infections of COVID-19 in Europe, and 1.3 million people have died because of the coronavirus. To compare this to the bubonic plague that struck Europe in the 1300s, 80 to 200 million people died because of the bubonic plague in Europe. But what was the population of Europeans? It was like 300 or 400 million. It was not... I think it was around 500. Million? Yes. So if you if you even go... Bet- so you said 80 to 200? Yep. So if you go right between those and it's like 100 and... What do you got on? He's, he's looking at his computer right now. Yeah, so here we go. I'm being generous here. 0.2% of the population has died in Europe from COVID-19. 41 to 57% of the population was killed in Europe from the bubonic plague. (laughs) That's like one third of the population is just gone. Yes. And they don't even know if that sometimes the number even goes north of the one third mark. But I'm talking about this is a disease that levels a city. Like you could see your best friend could be walking down the street one Monday. You come back that next Monday. He's gone. This This is like Thanos comes down and wipes out the population Literally, if there's two people in a room, one of you will get this and one of you will die. You are going to die. Yes. So it makes you think how we panic about the coronavirus now. What do you think it was like back then? You get an 80% chance of you're getting you're getting worked by this disease and you're going to die within eight days. I know that life expectancy was way less back then. Right. But still, if you're like a kid or a teen or even a young adult at 18 or even 15 years old and you get this. Even if you're immune system is rocking and rolling doesn't matter yeah right you're done so in italy right now uh there's a 2.9 percent fatality rate regarding covid19 in italy then it was 8.6 to 10.1 fatality rate for treated victims they had ways that they could make you comfortable and try to fight off this disease a little bit so it was still 10 percent. you were probably gonna die Right, so they were dealing with the symptoms, not so much the actual cause of the disease, but even that can save people. Correct. If you were left untreated, 75 to 80% mortality rate. 
and that's compared to a two point whatever right now in yeah, Italy. A two point nine. Two point nine. And Italy's one of the higher locations that has COVID nineteen right now. I know, and we've said this before: is imagine if COVID had a higher mortality rate. Oh my god, the Please, world would be burning. We would be running around in circles right now. I'll tell you right now, this podcast would still be going on. <laughs> We'd be like the last podcast on Spotify. We'd be quarantined just in our studio. Yeah. Just send us beer every so often. It's also very interesting to know that COVID-19 and the bubonic plague can both be passed by droplets from your respiratory system, aka coughing or sneezing. And then this is the most interesting fact to me, I believe. How does the bubonic plague actually kill you? That was my biggest question. Like, how? what does it do to your body that makes you die and why is it so like why is the mortality rate this freaking high strangely enough your body ends up killing itself when you contract this disease your body starts shutting itself down um so i guess the bacteria itself finds a way to change its molecular integrity when it's inside your body and travels to your lymph nodes where it multiplies then it gets sent out through your bloodstream and um goes directly to your most important organs in your body my biceps so the presence of so so much bacteria in the bloodstream causes your immune system to pretty much freak out, and it triggers a condition called septic shock. Your body's blood vessels begin leaking. Disgusting to think about. Um, it decreases the blood volume that's sent to your major organs, and this leads to abnormal clotting and multiple organ failure. So once this happens, you're you're dead. You're not fighting. You're not gonna be able to fight that off, and that's why. When you contracted this, it was just a matter of time, and it traveled so quickly through your body that you had a week to live. Terrifying to think about. So that's the bubonic plague, and that gives you a little bit of taste of what people were dealing with in Europe at this time, especially in sections as tight-knit as Venice, where, I mean, the population so dense in such a small area. They had, like, buildings built on top of each other on top of this lagoon. Yeah, and you can't really go anywhere because you're in a lagoon. You're on an island. Exactly. It's not like you can run to the countryside. So then this poses the question, what happens when the bubonic plague starts multiplying within the city of Venice itself? Officials need to do something with these people so it's not spreading ridiculously fast from person to person. So what they did, plague victims were extradited from the city and were forced to spend 40 days waiting to see if they would die or recover on Povalia Island. This is where they sent you. If you even showed the slightest signs of having the plague, you sneezed in the wrong spot, you coughed in the wrong spot. Hey buddy, you're jumping on a, a boat and you're heading over to Povalia. And also this is the other coolest thing I've learned from doing this research. Also everybody listening, you're freaking welcome. The word quarantine comes from the Italian word coronata, also known as 40. So these people spent 40 days on Povalia Island, and that's where the term quarantine comes from. Um, so every time you hear the word quarantine in the news regarding COVID-19, know that it stems from the 40 days that these people spent on Povalia Island. I think the worst part of this is that so many people were sent there that did not have the plague, mm -hmm. but they were there and then they were exposed to people who did have the plague and they had, and then they got the plague and they died. Yep. They were giving you your death sentence if you were getting on a boat going over to Povalia Island. What's that meme of that kid who's like in class sitting at his desk and he's like holding his breath as hard as he can. <laughs> Trying not if, to cough. If the plague doctors were walking <laughs> by me and I had to sneeze, I'd be like, hold it in, hold it in. So barges from Venice hauled the dead to this island, while smaller ships brought the exiles from the city who showed even the mildest symptoms of plague. You ready for this? Over 160,000 bodies were brought and burned at Povalia Island during the height of the pandemic of the bubonic plague. 160,000. And here's a quote from somebody who was over there at the time. It looked like hell, said chronicler Rocco Benici. The sick laid three to four in a bed. When plague victims died, they were thrown into mass graves. Workers collected the dead and threw them in the graves all day without a break. Often, the dying ones and the ones too sick to move, still alive, were taken for dead and thrown on the pile of corpses. These corpses were either lit on fire immediately or buried. This sounds like the f***ing holocaust. So these people were, some of them were still alive, you just can't move. And the guy just either throws the match on you or they just start shoveling you to your death 
That's insane. I know that it was the 1300s and like we weren't super advanced at all in mm-hmm. any way. Um, but that's still so inhumane. Something about that sends a chill down my spine. Yeah, that's horrifying. Archaeologists unearthed more than 1,500 skeletal victims of the bubonic plague buried in the pits at Pavilion Island. So they uncovered 1,500 actual people who were just buried. It said that 60% of the ground at Povelia Island is made up of just ash of people who were burned. That is so cool, but so unsettling. Disgusting, right? And the scientists and archaeologists believe that there are still thousands more buried in the ground that they haven't found yet. It's like the island was built on human remains. Like It grew mm-hmm. out of the ashes of the plague victims. That is, oh my god. How is this? This is an actual place, huh? They haven't carpet bombed this place yet? <laughs> it's still still there today. So that's what happened during the bubonic plague and the Black Death on Povelia Island. Um, so look back in time a little bit. People literally fled here to not get killed by barbarians, the Huns. Um, so they were, they were going to this place as a place of hope, right? Crazy to think about that. That's how this place first started. Not what me and you usually like to talk about as a place that's built on as we like to say here, tainted ground, much like what happened, we think, at Amityville. Maybe something really dark happened before Ronald DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family. We think the ground could be tainted. But Povelia, strangely enough, started as a place of hope that people were fleeing to to not get killed. So there's that weird shift very quickly in history that made this place uh, from a place of hope to a place of just unimaginable death. Yeah, the officials who were in Italy at the time, they didn't they didn't plan this at all. No. They just saw the island as a, a, hey, let's get these people out of the city as quickly as we can. So we're trying to save as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. It's like um, the that saying, um, the good of the many outweighs the good of the few. Correct. At the early stages of the, the plague where they just sent people to send people. Right. And then it just got, it was like a conveyor belt after that. Out of hand. So it makes you think, could this have happened if the coronavirus had a what let's say 20 percent mortality rate 30 percent do you think they would set up these areas to send quarantine victims yes they they do that i think they still do that right now i know but if it was like really bad like if you got it like you had a chance of dying that makes me nervous that they would shut down like an entire city and just send people in there and be like hey you guys got to be with each other while everybody else is on the outside if the mortality rate was 80%, <laughs> are you <laughs> kidding me? Jesus Christ. It would be like Escape from New York where the entire mm. um, island of Manhattan was a quarantine zone. Correct. They would yeah. just send people in there. So I get why people were freaking out this much back then. And they were like, hey, this island, we got to send people. But if you were one of those unlucky souls who took that boat ride, oh boy, horrifying. Um, and what they did was they had a bunch of people on these barges and plague doctors would ride over with you. Ty, you want to describe what a plague doctor looks like? Not really, but I'll do it. (laughs) I don't like thinking about them. Um, cloaked. They usually had some kind of a hat. Yeah. They they had like a a little top hat. A really big, it was a top hat or Mm -hmm. kind of like a, not as big as a sombrero, but they had a, a larger rim and then they wore these masks that's, I mean, usually they were gray or white or black and they had really round eye sockets. But the important part was they had a like six to 12 inch, um, kind of like a beak. Yeah. It looked, it resembles a raven kind of. Very much so. And they shoved herbs up in there and they would hope that the herbs would keep them from contracting whatever they thought was the means of, of the plague getting into them. Some of those herbs were like rosemary and thyme and stuff. Yeah. Some, like a natural element from the earth that they would shove in there. Very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> now that's Italian. <laughs> Pick it up and It's gelato. I fly it in from, uh, <laughs> from Italy. I like, to have my, uh, I like to have my ice cream before dinner. It's a uh, Justin Hammer quote from Iron Man too. Me and Tyler fucking love him. So this po- poses the question to me. What do you think happened if one of the higher ups or somebody who had like a lot of money contracted the plague? at this time they would be quarantined but in their house you think so yeah in the certain room or a certain floor of their house that's my guess okay i agree with that so it's a mix between just being very unlucky and not having wealth at that time i wouldn't your death warrant i wouldn't even call it unlucky because so many people contracted it 
this is um, not the exception to the rule. Like the exception to this rule is that you don't get it. But right. Most people got it. Or um, not most, but a lot of people got it. And if you did get it, you were dead. I'd say most people did get it. Yeah. Well, don't have the population of Europe. <laughs> that's And that's like 200, or you said 80 to 200 million. Unbelievable number. Which is insane. <laughs> Unbelievable number. For um, reference, I think the U.S. has... I think we got close to one. Is it like 1.4? I think something like that. Yeah. 1.4 million who've died from the coronavirus. No, 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 no. Population. Oh, population. It's like 1.4 billion. The U.S.? Yeah. No, it's like 370 million. Okay, so that's even so that's even better to uh, describe this point. Out of 370 million people on the U.S., 200 million <laughs> would have died in the course of the bubonic plague. That's worse than Thanos. That's over half the pot. That's like that's well over <laughs> half. Oh God! So that's what happened at Polvalia Island during the bubonic plague. We're going to take it a step farther after this, after the plague ended. Um, Povelia Island actually remained an important plague quarantine site until 1814. Huge span of time between the 1370s to 1814. Known for its haunting legacy as the city's go-to quarantine station for the plague, Venetians began calling Povelia Island the Island of the Ghosts. Um, so also adding to Povelia's dark history, this is just a, this is a haunted parfait, if you will, or haunted layer cake, this island. Um, in 1922, Venetians transformed the island by building a mental hospital there. Uh, they repurposed the buildings that were built in the 1300s that were used as the plague quarantine site. So they repurposed those and then built numerous more to create it into a full-fledged mental hospital. This is when they built, if you see a picture of Pulvalia, it has this like, it's beautiful architecture, super creepy. They have this really beautiful clock tower thing that rises up out of the ground that overlooks the entire lagoon gorgeous gorgeous area um and it's creepy as fuck, in my opinion looking out on it when it's sunset probably and just seeing that clock tower and knowing what happened there Ugh. and naturally rumors soon spread of this mental hospital that the doctors at the hospital carried out morbid experiments on their patients as anybody knows go listen to the trans allegheny lunatic asylum to learn what happened to mental patients the neglect they had um these experiments people would run on them and uh this guy probably had full f these doctors being on an island nobody's checking on you they probably did whatever the hell they wanted to these mental patients that were sent over here yeah they would just toss them in the lagoon i assume if they uh, ended up dying or they buried them with the thousands of other bodies that riddled the island and that's something i couldn't find at the mental hospital how many patients died it is extremely well documented, though, that one of the doctors committed suicide off of that clock tower. He jumped from the top of it inside all the way to the bottom head first because he couldn't deal with the patients there. Wow. So the hospital at Povalia Island ended up closing its doors in 1968, leaving Povalia once again abandoned. And not surprisingly, stories of plague victims and the abused psychiatric patients haunt Povalia to this day. People say you can hear the screams all the way from Venice. And boaters and captains strictly chart themselves around this island because it's known for ship sinking and known for the darkness. They don't even want to go close to it because they're so superstitious. This might be the most haunted place in the entire f***ing world. Very interestingly, I'll wrap up all the history here. The government in Venice attempted to auction off the island in 2014. Did anyone put a dollar towards it? They were unsuccessful. You're talking about an entire island with a huge mental asylum on it. They were unsuccessful when the only bid they received was for a mere $700,000. Oh my God. <laughs> so they couldn't, they can't even sell it. Like, hey, they're like, somebody take this island. We don't want it to be part of Venice and we don't want this history. And nobody just bought it. Like nobody wants an island. If someone gave it to you, what would you do with it? <laughs> I would set up the most banging uh, haunted house for Halloween and or ghost hunting cruise. Everybody's in. We're getting the best evidence. We're going to prove that ghosts actually exist. I'm thinking water park. <laughs> Whoa. Right. A huge slide off of the uh, clock, clock tower. tower. You know what? I'd do that. That'd be sick. And they already have that canal that goes through it, right? That's the lazy river. The lazy river. <laughs> and then you'd have like hands come up. <laughs> like there'd be a body floating next to you. Hey, Jimmy, look at that. <laughs> Your raft is a plague victim <laughs> floating down the river. Horrifying. This place is death 
on top of death, on top of death. Suicides thrown in there as well. Burning people alive, burying them alive. Mental patients. <laughs> this place is gnarly. This is so f***ed up. I can't even explain how f***ed up this place actually is. The fearsome threesome right here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's a triple threat of all ghostly encounters. And I think we'd be remiss if we don't talk about the Ghost Adventures episode for like two seconds. Yes, I agree. There, uh, it was season three? No. Two? Wait, it might have been one or two. Okay. Zach Bagans gets full-fledged possessed at this place. This is an episode that Travel Channel just does not air anymore. For a reason. For, and you'd say it all the time. For that specific reason. like Zach, it's like he's going to kill his two... Um, his cameraman and then his fellow investigator he looks like he's gonna lose it he punches a wall yep he like whips his camera down he has a he has a machete on his belt that member he's like yeah black doe and he's like if i were to realize i had that machete on me he's like we probably wouldn't have made ghost adventures and i'd be in jail yeah and nick specifically went and grabbed his machete when he was having this this uh it was like a seizure almost attack yeah it was nuts and right before that i we talked a little bit about um emf meters and stuff um but they got a 23.3 yeah, or 20, Meligaus reading. Yeah, or, and that's super high for a um, millimeter to pick up. For an abandoned house where there's no electrical <laughs> <laughs> there's no electrical circuits at all. They're on an island in the middle of nowhere. There's no electricity coming to that place. No, not 23.3. No, it's a lot. So that's freaking, like that episode is unbelievable. And they do a thing on the, the little bridge that connects the northern island to the southern one. And they have like a light on a tripod there. And you hear something run across the bridge it's a wooden bridge you hear the footsteps and it knocks the fucking camera and the light post over and nobody's around it yeah and then they specifically say like i think it's nick who did the research very similar to what you said that 60 percent of the island was uh human ash this is fucking absolutely unbelievable in my like opinion. let that sink in it's not dirt it's not sand it might be mixed in but over half of the island at least on that topsoil surface is ash right and i believe that's when they the, you know, the northern island, the smaller one, I guarantee they probably brought a lot of the victims out there and then burned them on that northern and then kind of cut off there at the bridge. So that place is probably, Jesus Christ, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. So who was running across the bridge, a plague victim who was trying to get away from the burning bodies or the the plague doctor trying to run away from the plague victims who might have been going after them, after Jesus. him specifically? Yeah, maybe it was one of those, like, the people who they presumed was dead but he was just too tired to walk and maybe they put him there and like he tried grabbing the plague doctor as he was walking away and the plague doctor just sprinted across the bridge or it was one of them and they were on fire and they were running across the oh. bridge <laughs> to try to get into the canal it's like it's one thing to know what happened there like you know that these bodies got burned and sometimes people weren't even dead and they just toss them in these piles it's another thing to all of our listeners actually take a second and think what happened day to day there like hour by hour the screams you would hear like they would be burning victims alive the constant fear of knowing you can contract this disease that's going to kill you in a week at any moment it's another thing to actually think about what happened there day to day italy's not a cold place either Mm -mm. like that you not only could you if you were on the mainland it was that close that you could hear people screaming Mm-hmm. and potentially even on a good day see maybe the fires on the island jesus christ but it's like even the smell Ugh. in the summer that's probably just disgusting thousands of dead rotting bodies because they didn't really bury them they couldn't keep burying they couldn't keep digging they just kept throwing them on top and on top and on top and right. burning them it's only 17 acres the island so right and it's an island so you there's a certain depth where you can go until the the uh, lagoon water seeps in right i'll tell you right here 160,000 bodies were brought to Povelia Island. 160,000 bodies. They only uncovered 1,500 for skeletal remains. So over 150,000 bodies were just burned there. It's 150,000 bodies worth of ash on that island. This has to, like I said it already, but I have to say it again. This has to be the most haunted place, like on a such a small area. And I have no idea what the religion the big religion back in italy was i'm going to assume it was roman catholic or something similar to it i believe it was roman catholic correct and if you and i don't know if if um cremation was even a thing back then i thought people just got buried 
They cremated a couple people on this island, I can tell you that. No, I know, but that's an unsettled right. um, spirit right there. Mm-hmm. That could potentially be an unsettled spirit. On the scare scale, where are you throwing Povelia Island up as? 9.5. This is the hardest... <laughs> this is the hardest 9 to a 10 we've talked about yet, in my opinion, out of any of our episodes. This will most likely be the closest we ever get to a 10. I believe you're 100% correct. Unless we find something specific to what you and I are really afraid of. Actually, the um, the Bell Witch Cave, that's going to be a 10 for me, just yeah. for everyone out there. Creepy. But um, <laughs> this place, if I were to go there for a night, I would last 12 minutes and I would jump in the lagoon and start swimming. Just sitting there in one of the abandoned mental asylum buildings. Middle of the night, 2 a.m., the things that are going through your head, just uh, trying to understand what happened at this island for the span of past 700 years. I've got to believe that no patients who went to the island were helped. There's, so literally nothing good has come from this island since its inception when it was an island of hope. To get out of the way of these barbarians. But after that, that only happened for a blink of an eye throughout history. After that, this has to be one of the darkest places on the planet, in my opinion. Not only did you go there, if you boarded that boat, you knew you were going to die. If you worked there, you probably knew you were going to die. There was not, There's not a shred of decency that happened on this island, and I personally feel bad for anybody who had to go over there. If it was me or you, I get our luck, we'd be, we'd be the first ones on the boat. <laughs> I'm fine with the first. I don't want to be like number 9,413. Jesus Christ. They probably didn't even keep track of people when they went over there either. It was probably like, oh, we got another shipment coming in. Throw them. Throw them on a bed somewhere. I don't I don't know what to do with them. So yeah, I'm throwing this up. 9.7 on the scare scale. Would I want to go to this place? Hell no. Would I go to this place? Hell yes, I would go to this place. Just for an afternoon. Once that sun started to set, get me on a boat and we're out of here. I'm not sure I would get off the boat. I Just, would I would circle the island, maybe. And uh, that's about it. And then shoot back to Italy for uh, a late night slice and a uh, Stella Artois. <laughs> Actually... Probably four of those things. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, dude, just stepping on that island the first time, the energy you feel, or if you touch one of the buildings, I bet, or just like the dirt, the ash, I'm sorry, the energy you probably would feel in that place would be fucking so scary. I can't reiterate this enough. If you step on the island, you're stepping on people. 60% of the island. I hate this should have been our Halloween episode, dude. <laughs> we don't have to release this until oh, actually would have been our, um. this would have been a for our live show, people would have been like, this oh, is a real place? Dude. Yeah, so I'll say it again. 160,000 people <laughs> were brought to this island and killed. Like The Black Plague is scary enough, and now you have to go throw this in there? Also, I was thinking about it. Most of the people, well, I don't know the number. Some people went over there, they were still alive. If you're the people who were alive over there and trying to go through your 40-day quarantine, and they just brought in the fuck barges of bodies like they were just stacked and I, i'm sure it was a mound of bodies on the front of the boat and then they just started hucking these bodies and you had to watch them and can like, you imagine if you were on like day 38 <laughs> get me out of here and then all of a sudden like you have like a scratchy throat it's like um <laughs> i'm fine i swear to god i'm good I'm, fine. I'm good i also like how there must have been so many plague doctors too you think so though who would want to get that job or if you got forced to you probably got forced from officials in Venice to go over there. They must have gone forced. I was just like, I wouldn't even do my job. I'd just sit in a room and I'd just shut the door and be like, I'm waiting to get off this island. I'm not going to help these people. i just take the boat and point it f***ing due west <laughs> and see where I end up. Like, if I go far enough, I'm in the Caribbean. If I go as far far enough southwest, I'm in the Caribbean. You mean the Mediterranean? We're in Italy. Oh, oh you're talking about like... Like if you're like if way I was, west, like yeah. coming back to the United States. Yes, oh, okay. like, <laughs> like I'm going as far away from this as I can go. <laughs> Set sails, boys. We ain't stopping for nobody. I'm gonna go chill with Jack Sparrow. Jesus Christ. Drink some rum and none some native girls. <laughs> Guys, that's Povelia Island. I highly, highly recommend looking up some pictures of this place. So scary, but also weirdly beautiful at the same time, if you think about it. I think an even better depiction of it, and we did a pretty good job, you did a good job, um, would just go watch this, the, if you can find the Ghost Adventures Povelia Island episode, it will literally, it almost changed how I saw spirits right. on the one hand, yeah. how active they can be, um, but on the other hand, it'll just put 
it'll culminate all the stuff that we've said into an actual uh, visual picture. Of what it's like today. Right. Yeah. And we, we're not kidding. When Zach literally put his machete into the ground and he came up with a fucking bone. Yeah. Didn't even plant it. And there was a bone <laughs> uh, three inches below the surface of the island. So, yeah. There you go, guys. That's Povelia Island. Hope you like this one. We are uh, we are on the fast track to Halloween here. We got we got some banging episodes coming out for you guys. We got, like, you thought last year was pretty good with the Headless Horseman. This is going to kick the shit out of it, in my opinion. Okay, last year was pretty good. <laughs> the Headless Horseman good. is is the probably the top shelf episode. We just, I mean, probably could have done a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but we, Ryan said it best, we have some banging episodes coming up. If you thought Povelia Island was good, actually, and I, I think that the last two or three episodes that we've released were very interesting. I agree. Ghost Ships. Ghost Town, Bannock. Ghost Town yep. and Vampires, and now Povelia. Awesome. We awesome are on. Topics. Yeah, we've we've picked the um. We 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 went over it last night. We picked the, the next seven or eight episodes, um, as Halloween as we can get to get you guys into that Halloween spirit. And that's what we're here for. We're we're here to get you guys like sprinkle a little bit of zest onto your Halloween season to hopefully increase it a little bit and. I don't know, get you guys scared, but also have a good time at the same time. Because that's what me and Tyler love to do at Halloween time. Especially if we have to quarantine again this Halloween. Now that's scary. Um, also, I want to wrap up the show, Ty, because when I was driving home the other night, I had to, I re-listened to our Ghost Ships episode for some, sure. Oh, it's because my Spotify wasn't working. So I was like, fine, I'll listen to Apple Podcasts. What am I going to listen to? I'm going to listen to our f***ing ugly ass voices talk about Ghost Ships. <laughs> but I was thinking about it, and I think I figured out the Mary Celeste. Go for it. So we're talking about the ship that took off from New York, I think, or section on the eastern coast of the United States. New York Harbor. And then it went due east all the way over across the pond. This other ship left a little bit after the Mary Celeste and followed its same exact path over east or west to east to go across the pond. Right? It followed the same path. Yes. East to west. Nope, west to east. Thank you. I'm an idiot. Yep. <laughs> Again, I'm talking to a freaking kindergartner tonight. Woo! At least I can pronounce things. Sorry. These and enunciate. Hard, these are hard words, man. Um, and so this the ship that was following the Mary Celeste ended up finding the Mary Celeste without any people on the ship. The sails were a little bit f***ed up, but nothing too crazy. It was still sailing under its own power. But it was traveling from east to west. So it was coming head on. Like, it left from America to go across the pond, and they found it coming from Europe back to America with nobody on board. The life raft was not there. Correct. Right. I figured it out. It was the Kraken. They <laughs> this saw... Is what, this is what... <laughs> they saw the Kraken. I had to wait for this. Either the Kraken or a bunch of demonic mermaids or something that were after the ship. They saw it from far away, and they're like, oh, shit, it's coming for us. Everybody's on the lifeboat. The captain turns the ship around. To have the Kraken or the mermaids chase after the ship while everybody got away quietly in the lifeboat the other way. That's why it was never found because either these people, these things caught up to the life raft and killed them. Um, but they sent the ship the other way as a diversion for the Kraken or these creatures to follow the ship while they got away safely. Okay. I like your naivety. Oh, and I nailed it, baby. And where your head's at. Chalk this one up as another DL loft pass and or our humidity in a haunted house that if you turn an AC on and there's less humidity, that spirits will become more active. We Thank you. Come again. I'm going to the bar. We can't say the DL loft pass because we haven't fucking released it. <laughs> <laughs> but we figured it out, ladies and gentlemen. We freaking figured it out. We did. That's why I'm stoked for our, our potential alien episode. Because <laughs> we're going to figure out aliens. We're going to figure out <laughs> aliens. Do you like the Mary Celeste? Do you like that? It's better than any logical thing that I think anybody's come up with thus far. Oh, it's definitely illogical. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. Thank you. I like that. I'm here, you know. I'm here I mean, to... your guess, again, is as good as uh, mine. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I came up with a good one. You're welcome. Other than that, we... Ooh, we're out of t-shirts. Yeah, we're fresh out, and we're also pretty much out of koozies. We have maybe two. We got two left, I believe. Um, so we're gonna come up. We're coming up with more ideas for a, another round of merch for October, hopefully. Um, so keep your eyes on the Instagram. Um, come follow us there. Also, we haven't said it in a while, guys, but if you guys could please leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcast, helps us out greatly. Also, like, comment, and share on our Instagram. We want to get our followers up heading into 
October so we can get some more listens on the old podcast. And please, please, if you did buy merch, whether it was a shirt or a koozie, put it on, Mm -hmm. take some pictures, and throw us a tag. We want to throw you up on our gram. We want to help show people, like, you know, we are a horror podcast. This is what we do. And we make some comfy-ass t-shirts. And we make some some banging t-shirts, in Ryan's words. Um, And uh, even my, I think even more, what I like is seeing what people drink with our koozies. I love that. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you did buy a koozie, please put your favorite beer in it. Mm -hmm. Take a picture, tag us. We will uh, throw you up on the gram. Absolutely, guys. And we thank you guys for listening. This is what I (laughs) I was laughing at uh, earlier on in the episode. Um, I'm going to show Ryan right now and he's going to post it on the Instagram, but I was trying to figure out why Venice, Italy looks so familiar when you were describing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there's a meme that's, uh, Holy going around <laughs> and the meme is, uh, Venice from the air looks just like dehydrated Patrick <laughs> when he's in Patrick star, when he's in Sandy street, tree dome. And what? Oh my God, I was in, I was trying not to cry. Um, when Ryan was describing Italy, Holy it's, shit. it's so accurate. We'll and, post it. Um, Povelli is all the way South. Like, if you come down here somewhere, it's all the way south of that. Right. <laughs> what kind of place is this? <laughs> Get it? It looks just like him. That is unbelievable. But it's insane how it is. Ryan said it. It's a f***ing island. It's a lagoon, which yeah. is nuts. So there was no place for these plague victims to go.